You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Blazing deals, boundless options. It's Hot Grill Summer at Whole Foods Market from June 14th through July 4th. Fire up the grill with quality cuts at the best prices. We're talking animal welfare certified meat. Check out the sales on bone-in ribeye, beef kebabs, and New York strip steak. Round out your barbecue with plant-based proteins, sliced cheese, soft buns, and all the condiments. Plus, sales on fresh strawberries, peaches, and more. Don't forget the pie, either. Get grilling at Whole Foods Market. Terms apply. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview, callmeadam.com. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam, and I'd like to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to my show. I'd also like to give a special shout out to my Patreon family for supporting this podcast on a deeper level. If you want to support this podcast even more, become a member of my Patreon family, where you can get a variety of backstage perks. Visit patreon.com slash callmeadamnyc for more information. Now, on today's episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam, I am chatting with actor and writer Trevor Steins, who you know from the CW hit series Riverdale. When we come back, We'll be talking with Trevor about his time on Riverdale, his new Christmas movie, Middleton Christmas, and so much more. So stay tuned. Hi, Trevor. Hello. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, still a little early here in LA, and there's somebody leaf blowing outside my apartment. Uh, I apologize oh. if you can hear that, but uh, yeah, they're really going at it. They, awesome. I, I hear it now. I didn't hear it before but um <laughs> you know that's the world of of um remote recording yeah yeah oh wow that's just really unfortunate timing i apologize that's okay that's okay at least you have leaves around you that can be blown because right now it is no it's it's very cold here in new york yeah yeah just getting into november have you guys gotten snow yet i hear a new york snow is a lot different from like that's the kind of snow that I'm used to. Yes. Well, I think the snow where you were in the Pacific Northwest is very uh, fluffy and light. And we usually get like, yeah. unless it's the first snowfall, right after that, it's like ice induced and mushy. But it is beautiful. I do love watching <laughs> out the window when it snows. And it's a great segue into talking about your new Christmas movie, Middleton oh, okay. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now that is coming, um, it's releasing November 6th, I believe, is mm-hmm. the release date um, across uh, streaming platforms? Right. Okay. So uh, how did you get involved in the movie? Um, you know, what do you relate to about your character? Yeah, yeah. So um, Middleton Christmas is a film that came along uh, actually kind of uh, hilariously like a couple months before the script got sent to me, I was talking with, I think it was my mother, and she was talking about how much she loved holiday movies. Um, And I was just thinking, like, I really want to do a Christmas movie this year. Mm -hmm. Like, I would love to film one. The script came into my inbox, and I read it, and it was kind of the, just a perfect match. Um, Like I said, I'd I'd wanted to do a holiday film, um, just because I know that there are some people that, that just really love that kind of movie like they they're one of their favorite things to do in like november december time is just cozy up with a blanket and watch like 25 different 
holiday movies. Um, yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, um, my character in the film uh, is a character named Lucas, and I was really drawn to um, his uh, journey throughout the film, you know, because he starts in one place and ends in a very, very different place. Mm. And um, it, it's a, it was attractive to me because, you know, the, Lucas is like, starts off as like a very kind of almost typical jock character. You know, the characters are in high school when mm-hmm. uh, yep. he's, you know, dating the cheerleader and he's head of the basketball team and, and stuff like that. But there were small things in the writing and in the dialogue that really spoke to um, layers of depth and complexity to the character that I really, really appreciated and, and was very excited to explore. So that's why I was excited to jump on board with, with the rest of my cast members and get to work. And um, was making the Christmas movie everything you dreamed it would be? <laughs> it, it is, it's, yeah, it was pretty much exactly what I was looking forward to in, in making a holiday film. You know, there was Christmas music playing and we had trees and lights and, and all kinds of different things, you know. But it was also um, kind of uh, an additive experience, you know, like we were able to put a bit of a unique spin on um, what people expect from that kind of film. Well, we all are definitely looking for something fun to watch, especially during this time and as the cold yeah. weather sets in. And um, I mean, we're filming this interview on election day. So mm-hmm. depending on what the outcome is, uh, depending on who you're voting for, you may really need uh, a great light holiday movie to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to lose yourself in. Um, yeah. So now... Uh, in this film, you, know, you are playing a high school student and you're very well known for playing another high school student in Riverdale. You played Jason Blossom. You are the king of these segues. I... <laughs> what is it like? Take us back to that first season. And here you are, you're getting, you get the script, you get, you, you get cast. Um, and you're like getting ready to start this huge TV show. Um, what is it like then to like read the script and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I die like <laughs> right away. Yeah, that, it's funny because that kind of was my experience reading, reading the script for the pilot. Um, my character dies like within the first five minutes. Spoilers if you've never seen the show. Yes. But um, and my whole time reading the pilot, I, I was like, you know, in this kind of show, if there's no body, you know, he's not actually dead Um, because they say that the character dies but you never actually see it Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like there's no way so yeah there's no body like they they never see a body there's no way I'm actually dead we're gonna there's gonna be some kind of reveal at the end of the pilot where I'm gonna be like watching people from the bushes and being like oh you know he's still alive and then at the end of the episode I got to like the last page and it ends with them finding my body like under Sweetwater River and I'm like oh all right well I okay then I am actually dead that's it (laughs) yeah um so it was a bit of a you know elucidating experience but um it was still you know a really exciting thing to be a part of you Mm -hmm. know um even playing a dead character and still being able to have you know, a pretty sizable impact on the story of the show kind of kicks things off 
yes um, i mean your whole first yeah. the whole first season is is a lot of it is surrounding um who killed jason blossom yeah yeah so it like I, gets the snowball rolling in in riverdale is yes mysterious murder yeah. what, what um what are some like backs well not backstage because it's tv so like behind the scenes um like stories do you have from from your time yeah I mean, that's a that's a pretty broad question you know we <laughs> um we filmed uh, a lot of days you know some nights especially on that first season where i was the most um like the most involved with production yeah um one of my favorite moments was we were filming episode five um and i've, I've told the story before but it's it's always um, fun to revisit. Like we were filming episode five and it's at the beginning of the episode, you see my character in like this full zombie makeup. Like mm -hmm. I'm wearing like prosthetics and, and makeup. And I look like I am from the walking dead. <laughs> um, and part of it was I had these like full sclera contacts and um, uh -huh. covered my entire eye. I just made it look like I was, <clears throat> you know, like zombified and I couldn't see a thing. I literally, I was blind in these contacts. So they like walked me to set, put the contacts in, and then they had to like take me by the shoulders and guide me to where the camera was mm -hmm. and just kind of place me there. And um, I was filming with Madeline that day who plays Cheryl Blossom on the show. Um, and they would just tell me like, okay, she's right in front of you. And I couldn't see her. Like she was, you know, just literally a hand's distance away and I couldn't see her. So they they just tell me like, okay, she's right there. Um, you just need to like reach your hand out for her. And I was like, okay, <laughs> um, I'm going to try not to poke her eyes out doing this. So I would like slowly reach my hand out. Uh -huh. um, and in the scene, she screams mm -hmm. because she like sees me, her brother in, as a zombie. Um, and so she screams. So I'm sitting there blind and I'm reaching out and then just right in front of my face is this blood curdling scream. Um, and every single time, like every take we did, I would like jump because I didn't know when to expect it and I couldn't see it happening. So mm -hmm. it was just like all of a sudden a foot in front of my face is a blood curdling scream. And um, I like, and then they would have to like, they'd call cut and then they'd have to come back, take me by the shoulders and guide me off set. And there were like lit candles everywhere. Uh -huh. I was constantly afraid that I was going to kick one over and just start a fire. <laughs> like I had to be so careful. But oh that God. was <laughs> a fun night. That now, fun night. in filming that scene, since you couldn't see, what other, um, which of your other senses do you feel was like heightened the most from not being able to see? That's a good question. I, yeah, it was like Daredevil out here just with super senses. Um, yes. No, or like your shirt, Spidey senses. Yes, yes. Um, it was definitely my sense of taste. I mm. was licking everything on set just to make sure that I was doing the right thing and um, in the right spot. Uh, Madeline didn't like that part. You know, I, <laughs> I licked her face. The makeup artists were really mad. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that I had a good idea of my surroundings. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and did the makeup taste good? Um, no, it, it <laughs> tasted bitter, cakey, um, <laughs> in all seriousness. Uh, probably, I mean, my sense of hearing, like, I have a pretty sensitive um, sense of hearing, uh -huh. uh, as it is, like, 
you know, people will tell you, like, if you're hanging out with me in person, like loud noises set me off really easily. Mm. Like I'm, I'm kind of jumpy. Uh-huh. Um, and so like not being able to see just kind of, uh, it like puts you on edge a little bit mm-hmm. when you're not used to being blind. Um, <laughs> so you're just kind of like, like not flinching at every noise, but like if there's a sound, you'll like automatically kind of turn to it. Um, now I do want to focus on your Batman hat for a minute. So, um, who is your favorite Batman? Uh, like Batman actor? Yes. Well, hopefully Robert Pattinson. Oh. I'm hoping. Uh, I think it was like the trailer for that film looks so good to me. Like in my opinion, that that teaser trailer they released. Oh my goodness! I was like a kid watching that trailer. <laughs> I, I, like that day, I like watched it again before before I went to exercise because it just like pumped me up so much wow I'm so excited i'm so excited for that film i'm but of batman that we've seen yes that's tough i uh I'm, i've been a like really big superhero and like comic book guy my whole life mm-hmm. um, i've always really liked uh, like i grew up watching the michael keaton um batman films the, yeah. the tim burton universe batman films um and and then obviously like Christopher Nolan's trilogy came out with Christian Bale and those I think became like the defining Batman films for like a generation of people. Mm-hmm. Um, those, I mean, those are obviously great movies, not just, they're not just great Batman movies, they're great movies. So it, it'd be hard to pick one. Okay. Uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm pulling for my boy, Robert. We're, we're both, we, we both have that like blonde hair, pale skin, twilight vampire thing going on uh-huh and so you know my thoughts are if he can do it then i can do it that's right maybe you'll yeah. follow in his footsteps in the in the movie after hey cross your fingers for me I anything's mean, possible yeah and i mean if you put it out in the universe look you put out in the universe that you wanted to be in a christmas movie and you're in middleton christmas that's fair yeah honestly so, um i think they call that manifestation that is what it's called yes <laughs> It's yes. really, it's really big out here in LA. People love manifestation yes. for the idea of it. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because, like, like I said, my whole life I've always really loved superheroes, and that's, I mean, that's why I, that's a big part of why I became an actor is because, like, I thought if I, if I'm not gonna be, if I can't be a superhero in real life, then I'm gonna want to play one. Yeah. Did being a superhero fan um, make you even more excited for Riverdale? Which, I mean, I know. Archie's not really a superhero, but they're, I mean, but the comics. Comic yeah. yeah. No, it, it's kind of insane to me. Now I can go into a comic book store and like see myself on a comic book cover. Uh-huh. Um, like that's, that is something that like, I, I don't know, that, that blows my mind. As a comic book fan, it's, I think I cried the first time I saw a copy of like um, Blossom 666, which is a, um, which is a comic that focuses on the Blossom twins. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's Jason Blossom and Cheryl Blossom on the cover. And I was just like, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like comic books are so connected to the way I grew up and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they helped me get through hard times and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And being able to like be a part of a comic book universe, even in like an oblique way as I am with Riverdale mm-hmm. um, is, is really, really special to me. What was some of the, what was like one of the hardest times that a comic book helped you get through? 
Oh, I mean, <laughs> you want to delve into my deep, dark backstory. You know? Yes. Like, you know, uh, I don't know. Growing up, like, um, I, I had a kind of a, a rough childhood uh-huh. in, in that I, um, I was faced with a, a, lot of, a, a lot of violence as a kid mm. um, growing up. And um, I think the way that like comic book characters and superhero characters really helped me was the, the their like perseverance through hardship and mm-hmm. their the fact that like like Spider-Man was a big one for me when I was a kid I watched the um like the 90s animated series mm-hmm. like religiously um and it was always like the choice to do the right thing mm-hmm. that um inspired me as a kid mm. you know like no matter what happens no matter what this person may go through and the things that they might suffer they always choose to do the right thing um i think that that has really kind of helped me and helped like been a guiding light in my own life and the way i choose to live so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what do you feel is one thing um since it's like a guiding light in how you live what's something that you um feel like you do now that was um sort of uh i don't like influenced or sort of like yeah as a result of your experience what do you what what do you feel something present that you're like oh because of this because of watching spider-man i do this Mm -hmm. now it comes to light in i don't know in small ways like um the way that i interact with people and um you know, I, and I do volunteer work here in Los Angeles, um, just for like the local community and uh, things like that, you know, like I, I think I'm always just like looking for opportunities to help people, just being able to like talk to people, I think in a way that makes them feel um, heard and, and connected to is, can go, it can go a long way in, yes. in helping a person through something. So, uh and, you know, I, I don't think I would be that kind of person to listen uh, in the way that I like to do mm-hmm. if I didn't have those influences when I was younger. Mm. What are some of the organizations you volunteer I've done for? Some, some work um, for the, uh, the homeless community here mm-hmm. in, in Los Angeles. I've worked with um, the East LA Women's Center um, with uh, victims of or survivors of um, domestic abuse and sexual assault, things oh, wow. like that. Um, my my mother did a lot of that work um, where I grew up as well, so I kind of took a cue from her. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that's yeah, wonderful. Just, just some stuff like that. No, that's great that you give your time to those causes. Well, let's take a a quick break, and um, when we come back, let's uh, we'll lighten things up a little bit and talk about your love of Oreos, and we'll do some rapid fire questions, and and then we'll okay. wrap things up. So um, don't good. go anywhere. We'll be right back with Trevor Steins. Priceline presents. Go to your happy price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. 
like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Blazing deals, boundless options. It's Hot Grill Summer at Whole Foods Market from June 14th through July 4th. Fire up the grill with quality cuts at the best prices. We're talking animal welfare certified meat. Check out the sales on bone-in ribeye, beef kebabs, and New York strip steak. Round out your barbecue with plant-based proteins, sliced cheese, soft buns, and all the condiments. Plus, sales on fresh strawberries, peaches, and more. Don't forget the pie, either. Get grilling at Whole Foods Market. Terms apply. Hey everyone, my name is Trevor Steins, and you're listening to Bearing It All with Call Me Up. And now we're back. Like I said before the break, let's lighten things up. And one thing that I really loved finding out about you is that you love all things Oreos, Oreo flavored. And I do too. So I want to know, what are your um, top five Oreo infused foods? Top five Oreo infused. Interesting. So not like my top five Oreos just across the board, but like Oreo foods. Well, actually, we're going to do, let's do both. Let's do what your top five favorite Oreos are and then your top five Oreo infused foods. That's that's always tough. Like I, um, because I just eat so many (laughs) Oreos that like, it's always hard. Like any Oreo that I'm eating is my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing is like Oreo has done, some like limited edition flavors yes. that have been so good and then they've never seen the light of day again mm-hmm. which is heartbreaking like um they had like a i think it was like last year two years ago for easter they had a like a peeps crossover uh-huh. which sounds like it could be gross um but it wasn't they had like a marshmallow flavored filling Mm-hmm. It was so good. I went to the store and I bought as many boxes as I could. And I just like saved them. I saved them for as long as I could. Um, they had a crossover with Good Humor Strawberry Shortcake. Um, it was like a strawberry shortcake flavor that uh-huh. was mind-blowingly delicious. Like, wow. Like if I could petition the Oreo company to just bring those back for, for one week, I would die a happy man. Well, this is your um, petition. This is your moment yeah, to petition. Look, so bring Oreos, it back. If you guys are listening to this, please, with the strawberry shortcake Oreos, I'll do anything. Um, <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm a sucker for like just the original, like, you know, either double stuffed or, or not. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll eat those all day. They actually have a newer flavor. Uh, they, I think it's called the chocolate peanut butter pie Oreos Ooh. that are surprisingly, because um, I'm not like the biggest peanut butter guy, uh-huh. um, but those are really, really good. Um, the dark chocolate ones, which are also a newer flavor, are, are really good. Um, oh, man, I could, I could just sit here and daydream about Oreos all day. <laughs> but <laughs> for Oreo foods, man, I don't know. Um, you know, obviously, Oreo milkshake, whenever I go to a, 
any kind of diner that serves milkshakes, I'm, I'm like crush up some Oreos, put them in there. Yes. Um, one thing, oh my gosh, like my inner, my inner child is coming out, but like one thing that I love to do, this is a hot tip for any of you guys listening. If you have like a McDonald's in your area, um, I love to go to McDonald's and get an Oreo McFlurry. And then you ask him to put hot fudge in it. They'll swirl in hot fudge into your Oreo McFlurry and it's to die for. Oh my Not God. Not good for you. Not healthy. Um, but it is delicious. So. I'm going to do that the next time I get an Oreo McFlurry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, God. no, I mean, I, I recommend it. I love that. Now, how do you eat so many Oreos and stay so fit? Um, mostly prayer. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, mostly, it's mostly just like hoping and, and feeling bad about myself. And um, No, I mean, I, I do, I mean, I do eat a lot of Oreos. I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't, but um, I try to like 90% of the time, I try to eat like relatively healthy, you know, like my basic dinner is going to be like chicken and rice and broccoli. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a pretty basic eater. Um, and then that 10% of the time I, I indulge with a bunch of Oreos. And then I, I just try it, to exercise it off if I can, you know, I mean, that's, that's the thing is that like, if I want to live such a luxurious lifestyle with all of these Oreos, um, <laughs> such an indulgent lifestyle, I should say, then I need to like <laughs> be able to work or else I'm, my blood is going to turn to um, Oreo filling. Yes. I'm going to die. <laughs> yes. And we don't want that to it's happen. It's a trade-off. Yeah. It's a trade-off. I, I wish I didn't have to work as hard as I did. <laughs> yes. But it can, it catches up with you a lot quicker than you think. So it's good that you stay active now. Yeah, yeah, I tried to. It's been harder in, um, you know, in lockdown yes. in the U.S. Yes, but, um, we make it work. And how do you actually eat the Oreo? Like, do you have a special? Like, do you separate the Oreo and scrape the cream filling? Do you just bite into okay. it? I have. This is gonna sound so neurotic. I have a method. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. There, I like. There are a few different ways to eat the Oreo, and it it might surprise people, but I I don't. I'm not a milk dunker. I don't oh. like dip them in milk. Um, it's just not for me, but I, I do. Okay. So like the different ways to eat an Oreo is first I'll start out just wholesale. I just toss that thing in my mouth. Uh -huh. Right. And then the next way is you peel it apart. You eat the half with the filling mm -hmm. and then you eat just the cookie part. Yeah. The third way you peel it apart, you eat the filling off, just the filling. And then you eat the two cookie halves. Um, and then I'll just like, I'll just interchange between two of those. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll take the tops off two Oreos, put the two like filling pieces together uh -huh. and eat it as like a super cookie and then eat the leftover cookie pieces. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I have this all like charted out in my mind. Somewhere. <laughs> and then I just, I'll just like swap between these different methods depending on how I'm feeling. Well, let's move into some rapid fire questions, um, okay. which is another way I love to find out about people. Oh, man. So let's start with um, favorite cereal. Favorite cereal? Oh, um, Crave cereal. Oh, yes. It's good. Favorite scent or smell? 
probably vanilla. That's yeah. kind of it's really basic, but mm-hmm. I really like it. No, I love vanilla. Vanilla makes everything better. Yeah. yeah Favorite TV show? Riverdale. <laughs> Favorite TV show that. that you haven't starred in? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I'm contractually obligated to say that. Oh, man. I I don't know. Uh, probably Community. Oh, okay. Yeah. Community. Yeah. Yeah, I freaking love Community. Favorite ride at an amusement park? I love a good roller coaster. Mm. I used to be terrified of roller coasters. I literally, like, up until I graduated high school, until I was, like, 18, uh-huh. 17 or 18, I I couldn't do it. I was like, no, 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 please, I can't. Um, but my some friends of mine in high school forced me to go on one, and I ended up having a really good time. So. Wow. What is your go-to uh, karaoke song? Oh, um, man, I, I haven't been to karaoke in so long. It's got to be a Call Me Maybe. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I crushed that song. I love it. I crush it. And how perfect is that for burying it all with Call Me Adam? Call Me Maybe. Next time I sing uh, karaoke, I'm just going to substitute your name. I love it. I love it. And um, your go-to emoji when texting? I use the the girl, like, with her hand up like this. Yes. Like, that's that's my favorite one. I I use that all the time. (laughs) <laughs> just the blonde girl like yeah yeah and uh lastly boxers or briefs that's a personal question that is whoa whoa um it's boxer briefs any every time it's okay. the it's the best of both worlds that's right um that's all the rapid fire questions you did very well thank you you're welcome. You're welcome. So we are we are at the uh, end of the interview. So um, although actually, before I get to my last question, I do have one more question about uh, mm-hmm. portraying high school students in because okay. you know Riverdale and Middleton um, Christmas. Um, do you feel like in uh, portraying a lot of high school students, is there anything about your high school experience that you got to do in your acting that you didn't get to do in real life high school? I mean, I was a theater kid in high school, so like uh-huh. I was, I spent all my time in our performing arts center, um, and you know, like Jason on Riverdale was a football player and a water polo player. My school did not have a water polo team. <laughs> um, we didn't have a pool, which I guess some high schools do. Um, some do, yeah. Yeah. So I like I never played sports in high school or anything. Um, so, you know, getting to explore. And I always am getting cast as a, like a sports player. <laughs> you know, Middleton Christmas, I play basketball. Riverdale, yeah. I play football. Um, I never touch sports. I like might have if it didn't conflict with my, you know, musicals that I was doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but so it, like, it's just kind of funny to me that I, I constantly am getting auditions or cast as, as like a jock. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm like the farthest thing from that <laughs> I love that I love that what were some of your favorite musicals that you did oh wow that I did um we did um Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat uh-huh um which was really fun and we did Guys and Dolls which is like the classic yeah like everyone has to do Guys and Dolls but that was really fun that was I think the last musical I did in my high school um because I think that was when I was a senior we did that 
but that was that was a really fun experience um and, and what are some of your favorite musicals that you've seen that i've seen i mean like i'm gonna i'm gonna sound super basic but like i love hamilton <laughs> uh-huh because like i also really i'm like an american history buff mm. um and so even though it's a bit of a revisionist history it's just like really fun um and i listen to like a lot of rap and hip-hop personally too oh okay so it's like a it's just like an intersection of all my interests it's like yes hip-hop uh musicals and american history it's just like everything all wrapped up into one so like i just have a really special love for for hamilton so we do have to wrap things up and um, I do always end my interviews asking my guests uh, playing off of the title of my podcast, bearing it all. If you could bear it all and reveal something about yourself that you haven't told previously, what would you share with me today? Oh man, I should have spent more time thinking about this. It's actually um, something that I already uh, touched upon earlier yeah. um, is, you know, I've never really in a public forum talked about like, um, some of the struggles that I had growing up with like uh, just kind of being surrounded by, by violence. Um, but yeah, I think like, like I don't want to get too specific about it. Um, but yeah, like uh, growing up was definitely like tough for me. I, I don't think I had a traditional childhood. I had to um, be kind of, I, I had to be ready to be independent at a, at a young age mm. um, just to like take care of myself and all the people around me. So um, that would be it if I had to bear it all. That is... With Call Me Adam. Yes, yes. Well, I'm glad that you, uh, you have made it this far and uh, that, you ha that, you have, that you got through it. And uh, from our earlier chat, it also sounds like you really learned so much from that time in your life. You know, we all have our things that we go through and mm -hmm. it builds us into the people that we are and will be. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed talking with you today. And um, where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Trevor underscore Steins. It's S-T-I-N-E-S. Uh, Trevor underscore Steins on Twitter and Instagram. Terrific. I'm not and... on TikTok yet, but maybe one day. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, in the meantime, we'll enjoy you on, on Instagram and Twitter. And um, just remember to watch Middleton Christmas, which will be on all uh, streaming platforms starting November 6th. And uh, if you haven't watched Riverdale yet, you can watch it on Netflix. And also remember here at the Broadway Podcast Network, we have over 70 theater and art related podcasts. So keep listening. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story For he happens to be in the know Just ask anybody who's had him Had him with for the business of show CallMeAdam.com Find more episodes of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam everywhere you stream podcasts. For my print and video interviews, visit my website, callmeadam.com. Follow me on social media at callmeadamnyc on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And finally, if you really want to get involved, support my podcast on a deeper level by becoming a member of my Patreon family. Visit patreon.com slash callmeadamnyc. There, 
you'll get a variety of backstage perks, including advance notice of interviews, the ability to submit a question to my guests, and everyone's favorite, swag. 